Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. My name is Jordan, and as always, on my left is my co-host, Spencer. What's happening, everybody? This was quite a ride. Um, yeah. We suggested that episode three would be kind of a holding pattern for what was to come for a wild episode four, and it delivered. Absolutely. This was easily the best episode so far um and i only think it's gonna get crazier from here yeah but uh you know wow 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 this episode ruled it was really wild and we've often talked about how episode five is usually the one that's kind of the most dramatic with the most cool reveals and things mm-hmm. so we i don't know if we just had our episode five um in episode four or it is going to be get even crazier um i don't know but i'm i'm fascinated and i'm so excited to see there's been a lot of twists and turns some things have actually come fairly true from what we were talking about and i think this episode redeemed us more than any of the past ones with our predictions mm-hmm. at least especially mine yeah. like mine were going pretty pretty shaky for a little bit and no, i was like oh yeah yours are confirmed. oh yeah They've, no. they've been great I, this episode sure. is awesome for for team yeah. jordan <laughs> for, for team jordan you're like 100 percent spot on so far um uh so yeah like suspicioso there's yeah you you got it man i had you to adapt it. on the fly with mobius especially like yeah it's you know things are happening and things that we thought like this show is crazy yeah it's insane um, we've been talking on on the facebook group if, if you aren't already a a member of the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook, please do join and, and join the conversation. But us and a lot of people have been discussing like what is pruning, what you know, who's the bad guy here? Do we trust the judge? Like all this crazy stuff. And we kind of thought we had answers early on in this episode. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling the rug completely yeah. out from under you. Yeah. And you know, I had my suspicions at the beginning. Those those timekeepers look goofy. Oh, um, they look so goofy. But even when like the sword was going at one of their heads, I was like, "Oh, yeah!" Like you have to pause yeah, for a second. Like, like you're a little, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a crazy episode. I, I I gotta say too. I mean, I I really didn't do enough research going into this because I I feel like your what I what I meant by like your like speculation for the the ending of the show and all that stuff is like 100% spot on right now and this this episode confirms it is uh the judge and yeah. her name specifically um and i and i think that that is the 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 biggest thing and i think that's what we'll see next episode too uh because episode 5 like you said is generally like the craziest episode yeah so uh, I definitely think we are going to see something massive in episode five. And I think if anybody's going to be geeked about it, it's you because of your predictions as to what yeah. we would see in the series. It's been crazy. And it seems like it's funny because, and I've said it pretty much all along when, when we've gotten, when we got episode one, um, we got a lot of things about time travel and time and just, the existence of the timeline, all that stuff. But we really got no answers. Mm-hmm. We just got a bunch of theories and a bunch of things that we were like, okay, I kind of get that. 
but we weren't given the answers. We were given kind of the, the, the questions to the test yeah. that we were going to try to answer later on. And then we get more questions in this episode where like almost nothing's actually answered as far as the story goes. I, I think but, so. See, to me, what and what you're talking about is things that is confirming your own speculation and my speculation, things like that. Yeah. To me, within their world, they've gotten nowhere until oh, yeah. she speaks. Right. Like yeah. we're waiting to find out what's all going on. Yeah. And you know, in the post-credit scene, if you haven't seen it already, it's uh, it's right after the you know, uh, end of the credits, and we kind of see oh, when somebody is pruned. That's another question we had um, mm -hmm. that we did get an semi answer to that they're not dead, but we yeah. don't exactly know what it is yet. Look like a post-apocalyptic New York. I don't know how that applies to everyone. Like if they have different places that they would go when they're pruned, things like that. Yes. So I'm not sure exactly where we're gonna go with that, but I think you have some theories and mm -hmm. speculation on that one as well. So um, it was crazy and. I think for us, we got a lot of answers as to what we were questioning. But as far as the main TV storyline, like episode five still has so much to talk about. Yeah. Because a lot of what we were told has been revealed to be fake. And now we need the true answers coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I th definitely think we're going to get that. Um, and what I meant by, uh, and, I, and we'll just get straight into it, is... Yeah. Dive in it. What I what I mean by confirming your speculation is that uh, Ravona Rinslayer in the comics, and I had and and what I what I, <laughs> I I didn't do enough research. That's where I screwed up. And when we started this series, I never really went back and like did any kind of research and digging into old comics and stuff like that. Ravona Rinslayer is actually like the i wouldn't even say love interest but she's like the uh almost like a wife in a way to king the conqueror so uh and and i think that that is the reason why because in so many scenes uh especially in the end when you see like everything that's going down between in, in the fighting with with sylvie loki ravona and the rest of the uh Minutemen. Yeah. And then you have, you know, the scene with the timekeepers and the sword being thrown. Her face is like the, the, the way that that story is told through her face, it, it shows and it, and it confirms that as well because she's the one who knew everything. She, she's the only one that knows everything that's going on and why the TVA is doing what it's doing. Um, and now we know that the timekeepers weren't even a real thing. So, uh, it's all been entrusted in Rinslayer to do the bidding for the TVA through Kang. Um, and so that confirms to me that Kang the Conqueror is the, like above all. The sole timekeeper in this instance, basically. Sole timekeeper is probably a good way to say it right now. I wouldn't say he's really technically like a timekeeper. I think he just kind of maybe overthrew them and now it's in his it's in yeah. his control so now everything one is of his sectors here. right um there were some other things that i thought of like when we got to the in credit scene and this is where like my speculation kind of went a little bit crazy for a little while um in the in credit scene when when loki kind of comes to and he says is this hell 
the first thing I thought of was um, him kind of like being in the void and having to bargain with Hela to like return. That would be something crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that's something that happens, I think, in in one of the comics is that like Loki has been banished or something like that. Uh, Something along those lines. And he has to like bargain with Hela to return to his timeline and like return to like Midgard or Asgard. One of the two. They do a lot of banishing in Asgard. They do a lot of banishing (laughs) in Asgard. Yeah. Uh, And then the other thing that like when we first saw the other Lokis, um, I thought for just a split second that it was actually Latveria. Um, and that like, not that he was sent to Latveria, but like, and not that even that it was Latveria, like more, more along the lines of like, this is like maybe a realm in which Dr. Doom would be in control of. And that because, because in the MCU right now, we can assume that hell is like gone along with the rest of Asgard because of Surtur, um, somebody would have to step into that role if they're doing that kind of story where, like, Loki's bargaining to get back. Uh, because I can only assume that in this rel- in this world that he's in right now, or this realm, whatever, that this is fictitious and that there's multiple Lokis in this specific location. Which is why you're seeing like three of them from the beginning. I think there's probably like four or five more running around, possibly. And this is probably where we'll see like President Loki, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah. So if if we're going that route, I, I, they would have to have somebody else that steps in. Maybe it's just Loki, like another one of the Lokis. Like maybe it is President Loki that he ends up having to bargain with or like do some kind of like thing with to like get back to uh, the TVA and to get back with to, to Sylvie uh, and Rinslayer. Um, because obviously they're not going to bring in Dr. Doom for this show. There's yeah. no way. Absolutely not. But there would have to be somebody that steps into that role of what Hela would have been had they not like killed her off, basically. Mm-hmm. And and you never know, man. They could still do a Hela character that's like a different iteration. Yeah. So like not the uh, I can't remember the actress's name. She's so freaking massive popular too. Uh, the well, one they have Hela. They have Melissa McCarthy to play um, other Hela. Yeah, I true. believe in this series so. That could be a thing. I don't know where that would come in, but um, uh, you're talking about um, the actors that played Hela. Yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie, right? No, no, it's not Jolie. It's not uh, Jolie. Kate Blanchett, something. I, I, maybe no, that's not Kate Blanchett. That's <laughs> I can't somebody remember. else. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they're not going to bring in Hella for the this series. But uh, yeah, I, so I think that. Number one, first and foremost, your speculation as in that we would get Kang the Conqueror 100% confirmed to me because he's coming. Like, it's either next yeah, episode or it's episode six. Either way, we will see Kang the Conqueror at some point. If not, see him, hear him, or something like that. I, I would say almost hear him, then see him for like a split second, 
but uh, kind of like the you know those like Thanos yeah. end credit okay, scenes yes. stuff like that where he's like you know I have to do this myself basically and he puts on the gauntlet. Yep. Uh, something similar to that. Um. So yeah, and then uh, what was really cool is I think last episode we I had kind of talked about Ickle. And yeah. I think that that's been confirmed here with the in credit scene. This is where it gets interesting, though, because as we said, what's we talked about this last episode, what's left for this Tom Hiddleston Loki? Like, there's nothing left. Like, he's has he has lived his his life in the MCU. Like, he, we lives. have gone through in a, a crazy journey with this Loki. Ickle is where things get interesting because he's going to be the one that goes into the future. Like, that's the one. Like, I feel like he's the one that makes it out. Like, it'll be <coughs> it'll be him and Sylvie, probably. Uh, because Sylvie also is, like, part of that, like, New Avengers run. Um, they could easily not choose to go that route and just say that like Ickle's the one that makes that out but uh, I would say that like Sylvie's probably gonna make it out of this whole thing too uh, unless unless she's like killed by Kang or something like that but uh, yeah we yeah. could see somebody killed by Kang just to establish his evil his dominance or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it mm -hmm. um, and speaking of Sylvie she, she got us started in this episode Yes. As a little kid in Asgard playing with a ship. Um, I guess they play with ships like we play with Hot Wheels or something. Um, <laughs> Maybe um, so. Yeah. So, and then like we have castles, they have like apartment buildings, you know, things right. we can't access. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we saw Sylvie as a little kid being taken away by um, the judge. Yeah. And the judge being something in the past where she was going out on field missions. I don't know if that means she was once kind of working her way up an organization that previously existed, or she was just doing everything on her own at the time or something like that. I don't know. Um, but we got kind of, we don't know what Sylvie did wrong. We don't know what happened. She challenges her later in the, the show to find out. But, you know, the TVA arresting a kid and attempting to prune the kid, um, they've gone pretty low. And it seems like this is another thing that gave us more questions than answers, but it also gave us some of the motivation for why Sylvie's doing what she's doing. Yeah, and, and I think that that's the most important thing from this episode. And I think that that's what they do such a good job of, that it is, it is very much kind of like reading a comic because like you get to the end and there's always some new question that's brought forward. And it's like, you know, this one is obviously like, why was Sylvie even brought in to begin with? Um, and, you know, there's there's many ways to look at it. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I, I think the speculation for this is a little interesting because it's almost. There's there's many ways you can go with it, I would say. It's probably through, probably has something to do with Kang, obviously, because I think that it's confirmed now, like I said, that like Kang is part of this whole series, but like, um, so I would say that like, 
it, it has to do with Kang and, and maybe maybe it's one of those situations where like they already knew that she was going to be a problem and they tried to like minority reporter know, snip off the yeah and, and it ended up creating an even worse situation possibly for themselves but um it just this it, is going to end badly yeah for you for you <laughs> <laughs> call an ambulance but not for me yeah <laughs> yeah so uh it's probably one of those types of situations or it just could be one of those things because what we've seen now and what we know now is that basically Kang was just snatching people, kidnapping people from the timeline and specifically from like earth and different places. We haven't seen any other place. That's the thing. We haven't seen any other place. And all of these people that work for the TVA are very like humanoid. So it's almost it's kind of silly to maybe assume that they wouldn't be from earth. So it, it, to me, what this also says is that the multiverse really uh, does exist. Um, because I think that this Kang that we're going to get is coming from a different universe in a universe in which he conquered earth, like stopped the Avengers, put an end to all of that, conquered earth, took in like basically like slaves in a way from earth snatched them up erased their memories and then went straight to the tva and took over the tva and then boom now we're in this situation in which these people are like employees of the tva have no idea anything most of them have never even had counsel with the timekeepers uh, and then leaving Renslayer in charge so that he can hop through different multiverses to continue to do his bidding. Like Yeah. And, and so, knowing that she'll follow his instructions. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, because she is fearful of him. Like, Renslayer is a character that is fearful. She doesn't really have actual love for him. She loves him, but, like, there's a part of her that's, like, and that's the interesting thing about the Renslayer character too, is that part of her is kind of not deeply in love with Kang because of his quest and his lust for power. It's kind of like that situation in which we see like an infinity gauntlet with uh, mistress death and Thanos. Thanos becomes so obsessed with power that mistress death won't look at him anymore. And, eventually he becomes too powerful for even her to like like he has more power than her so there's she she has nothing over him anymore so she doesn't even really want to give him that attention got his bank account up right so yeah it's kind of like a similar is like ish situation to that like uh, so in that scenario where everything you just said is, is pretty close to what's happening yeah um that would mean that he kind of wants to be incognito when it comes to running the TVA mm-hmm. or else he would just, you know, empower the employees or make them fear him to continue to do his bidding or to do the judge's bidding because he did put into place or somebody put into place these fake timekeepers Yeah. to, as we talked about in the past, uh, you know, you have to breed hope, fear, something mm-hmm. to keep people at bay and all this time these magical timekeepers that 
I guess the judge was the only one that saw them except for the the guards or something. So there was some kind of... Well, we, we, we talked about this in a previous episode. I don't remember if it was last episode or the one before that where we talked about like in, in real life situations when you have like a society that like crumbles and then this new wave comes in, it's usually based around power and a religion. Yeah. Right? Like... Uh, a, a new religion arises and then a new society is formed and then like all this other stuff you have a power concept that's associated with that as well uh and we talked about like um the priests or, or uh you know having ultimate can, power like, to right, talk to the yeah ha- having ultimate power to speak to god whatever like that so like I, I view it so much as that situation because it makes sense yeah. because Kang is a time traveler. So Kang would know, especially with Earth. So it's got like that practical sense of like Kang knows that exact same same thing that we're talking about. So he yeah. like uses that as an He would place monuments to right. bend the feeble mind of the humans that he's employing right. to remember that they need to continue their work because there is a higher power at play. Right. But not him. Right. But which allows him to do what he wants to do. Like it gives him that freedom because it's like, well, they're gonna fear these things that I've created, so like I can just basically kind of run amok and do my own thing. Um, he's got organizations in different places, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's got organizations <laughs> in different places. Um, One for every universe, or every, whatever you want to call it. But. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's a, it, it totally makes sense to me that that would be the case. Um, and we may even get some kind of speech like that. Um, and it makes sense, too, because once again, like we've heard, we've heard of the Cree being associated with this whole TVA situation. Uh, that, that like, what was it like the Cree, like some kind of members of the Cree were brought in at some point as variants or, you know, something along those lines. Um, but I, 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 I see it as, you know, most or all of the TVA employees are from Earth, whether it's the Earth 616 Earth or some other universe version of Earth. Um, it just totally makes sense because in, in, in Marvel Comics and in the MCU so far, we've learned one thing and that, you know, of all of the worlds that exist in our singular universe that like <laughs> we're kind of like the like most feeble minded, easiest to control, easiest to manipulate, you know, species in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. So it would totally make sense for Kang to do exactly what we were talking about and using people from earth right. because they're easy to manipulate and easy to control. You know what? There was a, it's, it may be nothing, mm-hmm. but these shows are much darker than the movies that we've seen in the past Yeah, because there's a common thread of children being used manipulated um hurt like each series has had a weird little you know child thing Mm -hmm. she's trying to basically kill this child taking her captive at a young age the one of the antagonists in winter soldier was uh falcon and winter soldier was a 
basically a child, a teenager. Yes. And um, she was doing the killing and being killed on a very emotional scene. Mm-hmm. And in WandaVision, I mean, yeah, <laughs> obviously she, she, there was everything. there was children being held captive, held captive, period. But also her kids were basically destroyed, kind of, yeah. um, and were being threatened by yeah. a witch, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and there was a, a, a pet being killed. Like, there's a lot of, like, weirdly dark things that are kind of taking place in these TV series, and which is funny because it's, like, the more family oriented service you know a family of seven stays home watches disney plus rather than Mm -hmm. goes out to the movies but i I don't know it seems like they are testing the waters with some more you know dark in nature themes yeah which is good because i think you know when you read the comics as well like obviously the comics are extremely dark at times um and it's going to get darker based on the people that we're about to see introduced and the storylines man like once we get into obviously once we get into king the conqueror it's going to be very dark but when we get to like dr doom it's going to be even darker anything Um, from hell anything from hell (laughs) like when you're talking about like mephisto which we'll probably get at some point um there's a lot of ghost rider yeah interesting things coming up Man, there's a lot of really crazy Deadpool stuff. Is uh, gone Deadpool. Way. Uh, if we get into like, uh, oh man, if we get into like, um, Century and the Void, as well as like the the King in Black, kind of issue with uh, Donny Cates writing, um, it could get really interesting, man. Yeah, there's. Get, I mean, Moon Knight, right? In itself. Like there's that. likely to be um, cancer is supposed to be coming up yeah. soon as oh, a topic. Right. I mean, we're getting pretty deep we're here. Getting really deep. But I think in a sense, it's just making it more relatable. Yeah. And realistic life. It. Life yeah. is crazy. Man. Life is really crazy and, and dark at times. Uh, and I, yeah, it's totally relatable to me, uh, especially when you look at that, you know, WandaVision series with the kids being in, 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 yeah, dire straits way. In way. Yeah. Harm's way. Uh, it, make, it would make sense in that scene because it it adds that emotional value and emotional weight to the the fight between the two. Here, in in this sense, once again, we I think we talked about this last episode, maybe uh, when we talked about like how villains. Maybe we didn't talk about this. Maybe uh, we talked about this like off off air. But um, like villains aren't really villains anymore. Yeah, and that multi-dimensional. They're too multi-dimensional to just be villain. Like villains just can't be villains. Villains have to have some kind of backstory that's relatable now that people can like relate to and understand why they become villains, which is fine. Yeah. And I think and this is me getting in my own like on you know the soapbox kind of thing, but like to me that's fine. If in real life we actually looked at situations like that, but we don't. However, uh, the complexity with that is that when villains just aren't like villains anymore, you're getting these like crazy, crazy cool like concepts like this, but also very dark, like you said, because with Sylvie, she's obviously like in the beginning the antagonist she's definitely yeah. like the big villain no and doubt. 
then you realize, wait, she was supposed to be killed as a kid, basically. And that's what the tipping point was. Yeah. Now you're seeing that the real villain is actually the person trying to kill a kid. Yeah. So, like, you're really getting some crazy backstory. And that's why I think episode five will definitely see Kang, but we'll also get that explanation as to why this is, which I'm hoping... I'm hoping it's just villainous for villainous sake, but I know that there's going to be some sort of uh, reasoning as to why they yeah. tried to kill her. But like, uh, yeah, it, it, it it's an interesting like place that we're in is in terms of villains right now, um, because I <laughs> I remember one of the funnier conversations that the the two of us had. Uh, it was soon after Infinity War came out and and you asked me like how much of a percentage is like you know Thanos relatable to you and I was like I would say probably like 80% and you were like no nah, you're just having a bad day <laughs> like there's no way he's that relatable or whatever and I was like oh yeah dude totally and you know sometimes it's 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 kind of like that you know what i mean like thanos is definitely one of the more vicious villains that we've had but he's also had that relatable backstory of like understanding why he's doing what he's doing so it'll be very 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 curious to see what the reasoning from renslayer was and if if she was acting alone too that's the big thing like if she was just going off of what King is saying or if she's yeah. like just going on her own based off of something. You know what I can't get out of my head? What's that? Breaking Bad. This show, I keep seeing these characters <laughs> as Breaking Bad characters. It just speaks to me for some reason. It may make no sense to people. But to me, I see Loki as Jesse. I see... um I see Lady Loki as um, Walter. I see, because, and I'll, I'll detail it. Okay. I see the judge as Gustavo. And oh. I see um, uh, Mobius as, as Saul Goodman. It's just this, this <laughs> thing where, like, Loki, at first you think, like, he's almost the bad guy. Because, you know, you're introduced to Jesse as this, you know, drug dealer and, and he's whatever. He's he's unpredictable. And his his story through the show is actually, like, tips and turns, kind of like yeah, he says. Yeah, up and yeah. down. Yeah. And But ultimately, he really just kind of has a good heart and, and keeps losing. Keeps losing over and over and he gets yeah. really frustrated. And then I see Walter, who we see and we're like, we really want to cheer for them, kind of, because they're cool and it seems like they, they have the right thing that they're chasing, but then like you also see, you know, the things that they've been caught up with. And in the end, you're not sure if they are the hero or the villain, you mm -hmm. know, that kind of a thing. And the judge all along was being, you know, controlling everything that we see. And eventually I believe will be overrun similar mm -hmm. to Gustavo in the story. And then Mobius coming in and out of everybody's lives. That was once kind of working for the, what you would consider the bad side and changes kind of allegiances with new information and new, yeah. um, new circumstances. And it, it, it definitely has, it that. just, 
it's not that it's important that that's a connection. It's just interesting that like they're following traditional stereotypes of characters that I've seen in the past that I can kind of relate to in my brain. Mm-hmm. So that's cool to me. It, it's the, the the character development in this series, even as short as it is. I love that you make that comparison too, because when you think of Breaking Bad, that's that show was very long, like very long. Like yeah. we were in high school when that came out, and that ended probably what, like middle college, late college. Can't remember anymore. So like that was it was a long show, and to see this kind of development through four episodes, right? Like that's insane. So, uh, yeah, man, this this show, man, I, I I I gotta say too, I was like, we talked about this for a little bit too. It's like I was so on edge and ready to just like yell a bunch of expletives because I really felt like with each scene that we got closer to the end that they were just going to cut it off. Yeah. And then just say, you know, like, oh, I kept see next pulling week. the rope another foot. Yeah. And it seemed like a long episode, but at the same time we have to realize, I think last episode was like one of the shortest episodes we've had of any series other than WandaVision. Yeah. But, and within the, the first part of that episode, so much of the, the weight was really driven, you know, to the back of the, the episode, mm-hmm. but we saw, we, do- we saw dissension in the ranks early on in the mm-hmm. TVA. Um, the kind of the leader of the hunters, I, I can't remember her name right now. B15. But B15. That, that, isn't that a vitamin? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was she was kind of, when when uh, Loki was brought back for and rescued, uh, which of course anybody could have seen coming um, from Lamentis, she seemed to kind of take notice of what he was saying and it's like it triggered a memory in her brain Mm -hmm. uh, like the walking dead or something where it's like dormant in your brain and it has to be activated by something Mm -hmm. and she started thinking of apparently her past life because eventually she caught up and and remembered her memories and we saw that c20 hunter c20 um was killed uh early on we were told because it was she basically went brain dead essentially she couldn't speak anymore mm. but then we find out later that she just found out things that she wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. so the the judge again caught in a lie um, but early on we saw that dissension rising and the tension was really getting bigger and bigger because it was as a viewer you're watching going no Loki's actually he's actually telling the truth this time like yeah. he's always lying and Mobius is so caught up in the lie um that exists in, within the TVA that he couldn't believe him. And so along the way, Loki gets stuck in a never ending memory, kind of like uh, the dude that has to push up a boulder up the hill and <laughs> yeah, never ending. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember can't his remember name right now, name. but uh, that was a good unit in school. It was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like he, he was stuck and we see Sif. We, Sif is back. Sif you is know, kind back. of, well, yeah. um, we get a, we get a sighting. And she came in, kneed him in the groin, punched him in the face, <laughs> told him he wasn't nothing, and left the room. And every single time she left the room, she came back in. It was a never-ending cycle of pain for Loki. And it was kind of funny. It was Mobius was like, hey, I'm going to let him soften up in the like the, the taffy pulling machine, basically, <laughs> of hell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he he kind of had to sit there with his his own truth 
and eventually was let back out. But as, as you saw the dissension rising in the TVA, you see these interesting tools more about the TVA where they have kind of these torture chambers. Um, what was going through your head as we were learning more and more about the inner workings of this TVA? Um, they were given, you know, if everything that we've said is true about uh, Kang and Renslayer, these TVA, like, Minutemen and Mobius himself, they were given, like, immense power. Yeah. Like, <laughs> immense power. It's like leaving your 12-year-old home to watch your 8-year-old. Right. And saying you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, wow. Yeah. They, they've got so many, like, weapons and tools in their arsenal that they don't even really know what they can do. The toolbox is full, man. Yeah. But I think that that's the, the beauty of it. His king has that much control, maybe, that, like, he's still just not worried about it because he knows Renslayer is going to hold things down and their fear of the timekeepers is what keeps them in check. Um, which, boom, theme right there. The the fear of the time for this episode, like the fear of the timekeepers have has held them in check. But when you see B-15 and when you see Mobius, yeah. when they're like, wait, this doesn't exist everything changes absolutely so like now the timekeepers are destroyed or what we thought was the timekeepers there's a, there's a break in the, the timeline here right <laughs> and it's because that fear is no longer there they yeah. they're like oh okay so this doesn't exist um the biggest thing that i think is is, is the most interesting as far as what we saw in this episode was you know obviously the end credit scene with Loki is important but I think it's also important to realize what the heck happened to Mobius like if that's what happened to Loki then what happened to Mobius right. is Mobius dead or is he just like in the void somewhere it seems like they all get voided right <laughs> which is a weird term because like yeah. something that's voided is basically killed but yeah um, yeah they, they must go somewhere unique to them is mm -hmm. my guess because we're seeing, obviously, and what we saw, too, this is important, because where Loki is, we've only seen three other, I would assume that it's two Lokis in another character, uh, which would make sense, but um, I, I think what we're, we're looking at is... We have to go back to the trailer. We saw like President Loki in control of other people. So it wasn't like he was in control of other Lokis. So I think that that's important to remember in that it's, I don't think it's really, I don't know that it's really that important to the character. I think maybe this is like a plane of existence. Like, uh, like, like, uh, you know, like you would look at it as like a purgatory type situation. Yeah. You're, you're neither in hell or heaven. You're just kind of like there. And just so happens that in this realm, Loki is the one that's, I don't think he's in control <laughs> and I don't think he's like a, you know, a, 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 a super powerful position. No, no, no. Like oh, the president. president Loki. Loki. Is it possible that that's him though? He just become he overtakes the Possibly. he does that everywhere. He does because I don't think we would get a 
the same looking Loki. That's know? true. That's true. Like that that would be odd based on what they've shown so far. That's true, and it definitely seems more likely that he would try to res- uh, assume some sort of power over that place immediately. Yeah, quickly because there's only two episodes left. Yeah, like, well, that's what he does though too. It's, it's like as soon as he's dropped into somewhere, he, you know, we saw that with the beginning of the episode, with episode one, where he like lands in uh, wherever the heck that was. Uh, and as soon as he does, he like stands up on the rock to like be above everybody else yeah. and like speak down at them. So like I, same situation here. Um, but um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see exactly where Mobius is, because yeah, I don't think you can assume that he's dead. Much like you can't assume that uh, any of the other people were dead. And I think the the most interesting thing that plays into this as well is that Sylvie didn't do that. She didn't prune Rinslayer. Right. So it leads valuable. me to believe that Sylvie knew what pruning was and like what it would do. Because obviously she wouldn't prune her if she knew that, oh, she's just going to this like random plane of existence that you know, is obviously terrifying possibly because you're kind of like stuck there for however long and, you know, the ends of time or infinitely. And, you know, and yeah, she's too valuable. He wants to know what's going on. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I get the feeling that like Sylvie knew a little bit more than maybe we intended like maybe maybe it was intended for us to know so i i'm on the other side of the fence on that one i think it's just completely she she realized to grill her right and find out she's like okay i finally have the upper hand i don't want to lose it just by having fun and destroying her or getting rid of her in some capacity she's like let me really tear this organization up once I find out how it works, you know? I think that actually is more likely now that I remember, like, that scene where they're in the elevator, and she says, you know, why why did you try to kill me, basically? And she says, no, I don't remember. She wouldn't tell her. It was almost like like when the Joker um, basically tells his, the guy his family's, or his his, uh, co-workers, squealer at the end of mm-hmm. his life he begged for his life or something and yeah and then there's other instances where they're like do you even remember killing him no no and it's like oh it meant that little to you so yeah somewhere in between there so so I, yeah i don't know what's going on there but she really her i guess we know her theme her meaning her story is to find out um probably why she was taken in the first place mm-hmm. and now that she has the chance, it's not just about destroying the TVA. It's about coming full circle, I think. Yeah. One thing I'll also say, too, I, I thought it was great that you brought up that, like, as this Marvel Cinematic Universe is getting kind of more dark, uh, these introduction into these kid characters is vastly important because we are getting into that situation where we're now confirmed to be setting up the young avengers in some capacity like it's no longer just like oh there's wiccan and speed and oh there's isaiah uh or elijah bradley and and and, and, like 
you know, um, I think we're we're getting into that territory where it's like confirmed that we're probably going to get the Young Avengers at some point. The interesting thing with that, though, is if they're going to do Young Avengers, will it be a Disney Plus series that's like continuous? Not like these series that we're getting that are kind of one-offs? Or will it be a movie? Because my thing is that it's probably going to be a series because they're introducing them in series. Right. So it would make more sense if you're doing the Young Avengers, like season one, season two, season three, season four, maybe having a feature film here and there. But like mostly all of the Young Avengers storyline would be through Disney Plus because you've introduced them in Disney Plus series. Like Defenders style. Yeah. Where it all comes together. Right. Yeah. Uh, that certainly so. could be. And, and it seems like they're going to be a big part of the, the universe moving forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they might just be kind of getting us ready with all these kids and, you know, things that go along with this. And we'll see with the equal stuff and probably the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating that the way that they're slowly building so many different stories and um, also tearing down like only Marvel would create something tell us what it is and then reveal later on that all of it was a lie <laughs> like, yeah they're just bold man they mm-hmm. they're constantly making us feel like we're comfortable mm-hmm. and then just totally like slowly turning the degrees up one one degree at a time De- the degrees up the temperature up one degree at a time and before you know it we're just like boiling and, and we don't even realize it it's, yeah it's pretty crazy I'm I'm very interested now too. Like when we talked about uh, we talked about Endgame, and we talked about time traveling. I think it was like the preview episode. Maybe it was some other episode, random. You know. Yeah, yeah I think it was some random episode in between uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. We talked about like Tony Stark, and we talked about. Uh, the timestamps that we saw on the time machine in an in-game. And yeah. we saw that, like, he used it more than we thought. And, like, he went way back in time. He went into the future and all this other stuff. My thing is, once again, was Kang part of that? Like, going back to the well. You know, yeah. Um, and, and what does that even, like, potentially set up if we're talking Tony Stark? Like, did they intentionally put that in there in the case of saying, well, five years from now, we may hit up Robert Downey Jr. again and be like, you know what? Uh, because that's the biggest thing, and that's the biggest, like, if you want to call it a plot hole, you can call it a plot hole. Um, the the biggest plot hole as to these characters that we know and love and have been with for 10 years. That's the biggest plot hole in that they're dead or gone because they're not. Because now that the multiverse exists, there's multiple Tony Starks out there. There's multiple Steve Rogers out there. And any one of those can be plucked now. And brought into the 616 universe. Or we could be seeing them in some other capacity. Like. um, And it would totally make sense too. Because of the time travel aspect of Iron Man. 
Like he wasn't as much of, I would say, a time traveler like a uh, Kang the Conqueror, obviously, but he definitely stood before the TVA in the comics. Uh, so, man, I'm so interested as to like where we're really going with this because I think that we're yeah. gonna have possibly, possibly, two to three stories going at one time with young Avengers with some sort of other like Avengers from the past that we've have now that are like in different power, but positions like Falcon, uh, being like Captain America now. Um, and then, you know, possibly like some kind of West coast Avengers situation with vision. Yeah. That's so like, I think it's like one of so many things that we haven't really Mm -hmm. talked about lately, but it's just waiting out in the, the universe right and i think that that's what we're getting at i think that's what these series are really setting up and we're getting so many other things to come like we're getting she hulk we're getting blade we're getting moon knight we're getting all these like random characters that can be thrown in to some sort of faction at this point so i definitely think we're getting into this territory that's really uncharted for the mcu and we're gonna chart it yeah because so far through the mcu it's been very much like what we've experienced with this loki show is that it's one timeline right and so we're following one path one one singular path that led to a singular destination i don't think that's the case anymore i think we're gonna have like spouting off yeah uh, we're we're probably gonna have like three to four storylines going on at different times with different characters so like when we go to the theater to see some kind of like different avengers movie and then we see another avengers movie coming out in a few months it's not going to be the same storyline and it's not going to be the same characters it's going to be completely different storylines under that same umbrella of being some sort of avengers team very important question then has disney copyrighted mcm Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope so. what it becomes, right? It becomes the MCM, that's for sure. It's no longer the MCU. It's the MCM. Um, man, because here's the thing, too. We, we're getting into, like, Secret Wars kind of territory once we get into, like, Doctor Doom stuff. You know, you're getting into Galactus territory when you introduce the Fantastic Four. Galactus. You're, uh, you know, we have this like secret invasion or secret empire type situation going on that we're going to have later on with uh, TV series. Um, Russo brothers coming back for that one, I'm telling you. Dude, this. The day that they introduce Secret Wars, mm-hmm. just be on the lookout. Russo brothers. And the Young Avengers, I mean, they've already been introduced now. So it's only a matter of time, dude. We're gonna see uh, what what even what even like series are coming out soon. Like we have Miss Marvel and She Hulk, like right around the corner. You know, I can't remember the dates right now. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I I, th- I feel like Hawkeye is uh, in the early. So that's where Kate Bishop comes in. Yeah, obviously. Um, I think those three are the ones that are coming the soonest. Mm-hmm. But then we have Shang-Chi and uh, 
Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Thor all coming out in like the next eight months or so. Yeah. And See, Black that's, Widow. <laughs> that's the thing that I think is going to be really, really cool is that I think in Miss Marvel, we'll probably get some introduction introduction to not even an introduction, but like a mention of one of the other young Avengers. Um, it, man, I mean, it just, it follows this, this theme and I think that I truly just think that like the young Avengers has got to be a thing with Disney plus more so than like a movie. Um, and yeah. Shang-Chi is introducing some things. We'll talk about that in an episode soon that could expand on some things we talked about in Captain America and winter soldier. Or, yeah. Sorry. Falcon, the winter soldier. Um, it's getting trippy. Like there's yeah. so many things going on in the MCU right now. Yeah, for sure. And as Loki's coming to an end, it's just gonna get even crazier, which is crazy to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of crazy, how about crazy in love? Loki is yeah. is attracted to her being mm-hmm. because for once, if you were if you're a Seinfeld fan. You realize that Jerry's ultimate <laughs> desire was to be with himself. Yeah. Because he was so narcissistic and so yeah. egotistical. Loki apparently is the same way. He's he is attracted to um the way she presents herself, which is really the way he presents himself. So it's a really interesting dynamic. And who thought like the biggest threat to the end of the universe as we know it would be Loki falling in love with another Loki. Dude, that's so funny because that's literally Jerry and uh, yeah, worlds and, uh, colliding. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's worlds colliding. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. You so can't fall in love with yourself, man. So does that make Mobius like Kramer? Or? Could, he's pretty close. <laughs> I mean, what do you think of this? Like, we got we got Loki yeah. showing affection, tr- like yeah. true affection, for the first time ever because he thought she was dead. It's the one thing that was really missing from his character in the MCU. And I'm glad we're finally getting it. We never really got that like love interest side of Loki, because that's so prevalent. Like I we I I've sh- seen memes and stuff of like you know oh well, you know, the MCU fans don't even realize that Loki like made love of the horse and like all these other things and all this you know craziness and uh, that's associated with like Norse mythology Loki. Uh, which is basically what he's based off of. I mean, it's, there's no other way around it's what it. Based it's based off of, but it's of. also a completely different character too. Like yes and no, because there's really a reason there's a wiki page for Marvel right. version of him. It's just it his past is his past. You know, whatever they tell us is mm-hmm. canon. So it, it's just interesting um, because that's the one part of his character that was really like missing. Is that love interest, and you see that once again, it just kind of shows what his love interest would be, would be himself. Yeah. So. And as they were led to the timekeeper's chambers, um, he tried to profess something to her, which seemed like he was going to tell her that some something related. I care deeply for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was pruned uh, from behind after. There was a pretty cool fight scene um, among everybody involved in that in that room. The funny thing to me was like 
the judge didn't really get involved until the fight was almost like over. Mm-hmm. And she was just standing there going, protect the timekeepers, not looking worried at all about the timekeepers. Like she was just yeah. standing near the door. And it was really telling, like reflecting afterwards that like obviously she didn't actually care about the physical timekeepers that were standing like 10 feet away from Loki. He could have just thrown it at him at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a crazy fight scene. Um, and it was hand-to-hand combat with these little batons that they have uh, that can also like Loki kill you, um, but kind of not. So we'll find out with that. But yeah, it was very interesting. And ultimately, uh, Sylvie got kind of the upper hand on the judge, punched her out, you know, lights out. Um, and Loki was able to ward off the last two Minutemen and they were left to talk to each other and he kind of was about to reveal something to her when he was pruned by um, the judge from behind and that led to, um, you know, Sylvie being able to take her kind of into custody, Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll see where that ends. Um, And along the way, she threw the sword and chopped off the head of the mechanical timekeeper. So revealing nothing but like nuts and bolts and wires. Yeah. So all of that that we were stressing about with the timekeepers, we actually were pretty correct on it. Um, Part of me was like a little bit let down because I was saying like they talked like Muppets. They looked like animatronics. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was also like, okay, there's aliens in the world. Like they just act differently. So maybe they're just... But no, they're they're not no. they're not real. They're not there. Very interesting, man. Um, but once again, the presence of the Rinslayer character only indicates that Kang would be in control at some point. To me, so it totally made sense that the Timekeepers wouldn't have been a real thing. And it just it, you had the sense from the beginning, dude, that they weren't really there, and that they weren't really a thing, like. Especially now, like if we were to go back and rewatch these episodes of the series, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, they're definitely not a real thing," and we we knew this all along, basically. It never felt right. Yeah, nothing ever felt right about that situation. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I think the the correlation that we made in real life scenarios too kind of really helped with that. But um, man, I, I'm just so geeked for episode five. Like, yeah, it's going it, to be interesting what's to come. Huh. I mean, we left. We got the post-credit scene that we kind of talked about already, but when we left, Sylvie was really taking control of the situation and was saying, hey, I'm going to find out everything from you. But nobody outside that room actually knows what just happened. Yeah. So she will likely, my prediction, just kind of make the judge go on about her business, walk through, don't tell anybody anything. We're going to go to your office and we're going to speak and the TVA will continue to exist as it you know is for the time being while she tries to get some words out of her i just don't know why she would speak you know what is yeah. what is she going to hold over her because we're going to have to find something out mm-hmm. renslayer knows what that weapon does too so it'll be interesting um because i still think renslayer holds ultimate power there's nothing though she's faced with whatever this pruning is I'm sure Kang would be able to find her and make everything right again anyways. Probably. So, um, 
I don't think that Loki, this could be in an uh, irony there, but Loki, this could be where uh, maybe if if Sylvie dies, this is where Sylvie dies. It's is episode five. You know, <laughs> yeah, is that she's interrogating Renslayer and then Kang pops up. He's He knows something's up. He knows something's wrong. Boom, he pops up. Boom, she's dead. That's it. Yeah, do you think we see Mobius again before... Maybe he has his day on the in the sun on the jet yeah, ski. I think so. You think we'll see kind of his story of I where he so. went? Yeah. Okay. I think so because now I think it's almost it's definitely confirmed that you don't die. Yeah, he's so out doing he's out something, doing something, right. which is leaves the two routes of them exploring him getting out of his pruning situation or just catching up with them after they defeat the TVA if they do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a given at this point. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I would love to see it. I'd really like to see what Mobius does to get out of his situation. Is it possible he's in the same area-ish as Loki? Maybe. We don't really know. Um, it seems unlikely, I would say. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And I'm super excited yeah. to see where they go with his story. I, I still – I'm backing my midseason prediction of he won't go past Loki. But I do think he's going to have – still a big impact in the series oh for sure mobius is i mean you wouldn't bring in owen wilson for just that just a wow yeah um which i think is probably the most disappointing thing that was leaked (laughs) about the entire show is that we won't have a scene with him saying wow no wows no wows from and he's had plenty of chances too yeah it's almost like he knows dude i mean as soon as he like betrayed him the first time he could have he's just been like, wow. Dude, just any time he knows Loki's lying to him. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. You know, I really thought you were a better liar than that. Yeah. But, you know? Wow. Um, like Bill Clinton. <laughs> but yeah, he's been a cool character so far. And I, I, I'm very interested to see where his story goes. Because I think, I think you were right early on when I was laughing it off. But the end, end of his story is him on a jet ski. Like it's yeah. got to be, you know. He keeps re, uh, re-upping the reference, and uh, I don't know. It's just been it's been fascinating to see his his journey. And I don't know. What do you think will happen if the TVA does become destroyed? Do you think these people will go back to their timelines as they were taken? Mm. And that creates weirdness. I think too. that's where Mobius comes in, though, right? I I would assume so for him. Like Mobius goes back to save people. But he's been well, he's been pruned, so he he might there might be a way out that the TVA employees don't necessarily have. Like if the TVA comes falling like crashing down, and that the organization is destroyed, are are they going to release their employee? Like what happens to all these people that were snatched from their timelines? Right. I don't know. The biggest problem I see with that, too, is that if what I said is correct and the way that it is correct, that Earth that they once lived on doesn't exist anymore, probably. They're from all kinds of different times, you know? So, well, it's not just that they're from times. I think they're from an alternate Earth, potentially. It could be. So, and if that's the case, then that Earth doesn't exist probably anymore. Like, that world's probably been completely destroyed by Kang. So, um... Man, that's interesting. That that's that is a really interesting. 
Yeah, I, I, so. I don't know. And it seems like we've seen all the trailer footage at this point, except for the President Loki stuff. So yeah. it's kind of a who knows uh, remaining. Another, ooh, ooh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Podcast, got to say something. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> just thought of like, you know, how this whole situation can play out into the MCU in the future with Kang. If, if, if what I said is true, and we got to base it off of that. If what I said is true and that Kang conquered Earth in a different universe and this is what we're seeing, that world is destroyed. Maybe it wasn't destroyed. Maybe this is how they bring in Galactus or something like that. Because Galen could have existed in this alternate Earth, the one that was eventually taken over by uh, Kang the Conqueror. Galen goes into space, boom, he becomes Galactus, Galactus exists, King the Conqueror pops off, all that stuff happens, he snatches up all the people he can from that Earth, runs to the next multiverse knowing Galactus is coming, Galactus devours that Earth, no longer exists, thus the TVA employees can't really return to their original, like, what they remember, because that doesn't exist anymore, Galactus devoured it. Also leading us to possibly this, you know, weird situation in which Galactus knows there's multiple universes out there to travel through. And that's how he would probably come into existence in the MCU. Because as I've said many, many, many times, if you're introducing the Fantastic Four, you're introducing Galactus too. That's how he pops into the MCU is probably through what King the Conqueror has done possibly in this series. Well, that's interesting. I yeah. mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we usually get with them. Yeah. Right? Like, that's usually what No, you're not wrong. Marvel, right? So, it's possible. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm excited. Yeah. That, that's cool. That should be... If we get Galactus anytime in the next 10 years, I'll consider that a win. Like, that's... <laughs> that's going to be fun. Well, I think so. I, I think so, because... I think almost everything except for Fantastic Four has a date. And those dates are like 2023. <laughs> so 2024, 2025, we could get Fantastic Four now because we know how quickly they're moving now too. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I think, and, and, and that's the thing too, is that you don't even really have to wait that long. You can introduce Galactus before that in an in credit scene to set up the fantastic four like you could dude you could do an end credit scene in like thor if you really wanted to i mean look at how long ago they introduced thanos in the mcu before they actually brought him in and once again at the rate of speed in which they're moving and pumping things out it would totally make sense if we got some kind of end credit scene in some of these move in one of these movies coming forward that would introduce a character like Galactus or Doctor Doom. If I knew Galactus was going to be in an end credit scene, I would go to IMAX just for that. I know, dude. <laughs> just to I feel know. the rumble of that's, his voice. Yeah, that's the thing. That's so awesome. Like, ah, oh. yeah. No, that's that's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so we we have two episodes left. Um, we. We've left off with Sylvie 
and the judge. Mm-hmm. It's like Scooby-Doo. We're going to find where everybody's at. <laughs> um, we've got Mobius pruned somewhere and Loki pruned to some alternate New York timeline where there's other Lokis and likely from the trailer we saw a President Loki situation or whatever that is, you know, leader Loki um, playing out. Ooh, and yeah. do we have anybody else kind of chilling in not really that's our mm-hmm. that's our characters right now well we do have B15 mm-hmm. she was she pruned during the fight I don't remember if she was or not because like she knows what's up so yeah. if she there's was, enough people that were pruned even if she was pruned that know what's happening she's kind of like a main character now yeah too, so um and the hunter was uh, uh, C twenty was pruned as well, so like they maybe they all go to the same spot. I don't think so, dude. I don't think C twenty was pruned. So you I think, think they she just was straight up killed, killed her? Okay, yeah. that could be. Because why would you prune something? Like why would you? Well, why would you even leave that door open of her being pruned and then yeah. maybe Loki wins? No, you'd kill her. And it makes sense because, like, she thought she still had the upper hand. Because, like, why would you prune Mobius for the same reasons? But everything was – she mm. kind of knew what was going on at that point. Yeah. So the, maybe. the lie had been exposed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They haven't killed anybody yet in the series, like, straight up killed. So I, well, we'll see. We'll see. If, if they're all pruned to the same spot, that could get interesting. Because then they could potentially team up and, and – try to take down the TVA and get back to their normal lives. I think that's a scene right there. I think we got to see Mobius with his kids, right? President Loki gets, he's up on the thing Mm -hmm. and and like all the people like point their swords and stuff at him. Maybe that's where Mobius comes in. Like you really thought you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he just walks in on this situation that just happens and he's like, you're such an idiot. (laughs) Like, See, here's how I wanted to happen. He walks in on Loki giving an acceptance speech to become whatever, and immediately that's when we get our wow, wow, look at you, you know, you You, no matter the situation, you find a way to come out on top, don't you? (laughs) I guess that's what being a Loki means or something. Uh, We got to get our wow, man. We have to have a wow, and and I know that they said that we won't have one, but I'm still holding out hope that we will have a wow. We have to have a wow. So with us being left off with all of them and tying in the themes and everything we've talked about previously and there being two episodes left, mm-hmm. what's left to do? What, what is the story going to culminate with here? Is it the destruction of the TVA? Is it the reveal of Kang? Is it both? Is it the judge becoming something even more powerful is it her being killed like where where do you think we're going at the end of the day where does this leave us uh with kang asserting dominance with renslayer at his side and alive Um, renslayer even at the end you think mm -hmm. okay i think we'll probably have um So here's where here's where Kang gets really interesting too, right? What do we know about the Kang the Conqueror character? He's a Richards. Right. So he's directly tied to that bloodline 
will they introduce like an actual Nathaniel Richards in some sort of show or something like Miss Marvel or, or whatever? Or, you know, will they wait? Because, you know, like if they're going to go into the Richards bloodline, some things that I'm looking forward to is like Franklin, right? Um, cause Franklin Richards is extremely powerful, but what that means for this series is like, man, like, all right, you're getting Kang. <coughs> I think, I think, yeah, I, I got to reel this all back in <laughs> getting way too far out in left field. Yeah. But, keep, uh, keep it in, in low key terms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Kang pops off. Uh, Sylvie's probably dead. Uh, I would say um, Loki passes wisdom and power to Ickle. Ickle returns to the 616 universe as like a new Loki. And um, yeah, I, I, as far as the TVA is concerned, I could still see it being a thing because I would assume that Kang and Renslayer would still be in power at the end of the series. So the TVA would definitely still be a thing. What What is TVA's... So re- regardless of the fact that if it's run by something evil, something not what it's supposed to be, like, do you still buy that they are the people that take care of all this timeline universal stuff? Because it feels like they are. It feels like they're still doing the things that they say they're doing. They are. They just may actually not have the immense power and ties to these godlike figures mm-hmm. that they're saying. Like, yeah. the function is still there, but the source maybe is just the big lie. Yeah, the source is the big lie for sure. And then, and the, yeah, the, just the functionality of the TVA still exists, which is why I, I think bringing in She-Hulk also is so drastically important because she stands before the TVA too. Um, so yeah, I would, I would assume that we would have TVA still a thing at the end of, of the Loki series. I just think that the lie will be revealed to the viewers not exposed by the characters in which which is why I could totally see Sylvie dying because when I last episode I kind of assumed that maybe we would get Ickle in the series at some point but maybe Sylvie would be the one that lives on and is part of the Young Avengers or like not even part of the Young Avengers but like you know like the the the, the uh, uh, how would you even say like the uh, not like Kind of like uh, in a in a position of like wisdom or something for the, the young Avengers. Um, but now that we have Ickle through episode four, it would it, to me it confirms probably that she will die at the end of the series, um, because they really wouldn't have a need for her, truly. And yeah, you know maybe. Maybe she doesn't die. Maybe she just gets pruned and then like her and like our Tom Hiddleston Loki kind of live out their life through being in the void, (laughs) being in this like purgatory type situation. 
um, which would make sense, which would be nice, you know. Sure. Uh, and they can still give counsel to the Young Avengers, in particular Ickle, potentially. Particularly um, Ickle, no. Yeah. It's quite a phrase there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of where we leave off with this series. That's what I see, at least. Yeah. I, I'm kind of just overall sticking to the, the main things that I had seen previously. Um, love to see, you know, Kang appear at the end here. Uh, looks like we're on track for that. So that's cool. That's super exciting. Um, I, I still see a path for Loki. I do. Like our Loki? Mm-hmm. I don't... I just don't see it. I think that it gets passed on to Ickle. And that's where the <laughs> Loki kind of story that we would have had, that you're thinking we would have with Tom Hiddleston Loki, would be played out. Um, it could work that way. Yeah. I I'm I can, maybe I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping as much as I'm doing anything else, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued by the fact that they are they seem to be keeping an open mind with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just I'm excited. I'm so excited. Not only for this, but like just the future. You know, we we've obviously. We, <sighs> When you watch these series, sometimes you forget that like the movies exist too because we just haven't had a movie in a long time. It's a long time. Next week, dude. I know. Literally next week, we get um, Black Widow finally. They're reactivating like AMC A list stuff, so I'm gonna pay my twenty bucks and watch my unlimited movies again. Nice, dude. First time in a, a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got next week. We have episode five. We have Black Widow on Friday next week yeah uh we packed what is it august for shang chi or is it next month as well i don't remember i think it's august okay i don't know we covered all this we we did <laughs> I, I, you we know, covered I'm, things that that's why we covered them then so because we'll actually <laughs> forget it yeah uh september september 3rd well geez yeah and then november we've got eternals and December we got Spider Man. So it's about to hit yeah. like we're, we're about to get it's bombarded all around the corner. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess we'll uh we'll be bringing the next Loki to you live next week, of course, as always from the studios of my house. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're we're just having a blast with this. Um. We will be covering, obviously, both of the last two episodes of Loki, Black Widow. Um, we're going to have an episode coming up talking about the Shang-Chi trailer, cover some news and notes for you guys, and just overall discussions. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you're not following us or uh, communicating with us on our Facebook page, it is the Marvel Guys Podcast. We also have an Instagram, a Twitter, and but the thing that you probably want to communicate the most on is facebook we have the largest amount of people there and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please do leave a review if you could we love seeing what people think of us um on the next episode i'm going to read off some of the reviews that we've got because it's been amazing one Uh, review kind of actually it was a good review but it might made me kind of feel a certain type of way (laughs) i will say that fair enough that's a good uh (laughs) good good cliffhanger for 
or what's to come not um, even mad it was just like wow okay thanks it, it happens you know <laughs> sometimes you get thrown a curveball yeah um so we will we will see you guys next time thank you for hanging out as always and uh we will we will talk about loki more and more as the the weeks come by and then we got black widow and so much to come so please join us and have a great day peace